Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Benchtown TV. I'm your host, Jim, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Kathleen and Paul. And today we are back with the next episode for our newest series and podcast feed titled, What Should I Watch Next? In this podcast series, members of the Benchtown TV podcast will get together and recommend shows that you guys need to watch. We'll recommend based on genres like fantasy, mystery, and sci-fi, topics like underappreciated shows, single-season shows, canceled shows still worth watching, and streaming services like Netflix or Prime Originals. Or we may just let you guys know what we're watching recently and recommend based on that. There's so much great TV out there, and we're here to help you find it. So why trust us with your TV watch list? We've been podcasting about television for over three years, and we've covered over 100 different TV shows with over 400 episodes. So basically, we watch a lot of television. And over time, when our banger recommendations start to pan out, we hope you can come to trust us. Because here's the thing. Recommendations, they don't mean anything unless you can trust the source. We also have something very exciting we want to announce for these episodes. We want this podcast to be interactive. So what does that mean? We want you guys to recommend shows to us. We want you all to send voice messages or text messages if you're a little shy with your recommendations, and every week we'll play them live on the pod. You want your voice and recommendation heard by hundreds of thousands of listeners around the world? All you have to do is join our Discord, leave us a message, and we'll play it on the pod and comment on it. We want you guys to join the fun. The Discord link is in the description. Okay, today we'll be giving recommendations for one season standalone TV series. So before we get started, we have two recommendations that we want to shout out. We had two people come up on our Discord channel. First one is by Slacker Inc. And this person actually didn't give us a straight up recommendation, but did talk about the episode and cemented that we have to watch Andor. So this person said Andor's incredible television. Slacker yeah. Inc., I just watched episode one of Andor, and I'm hooked and I'm in, so thank you for the rack. I'm in. There you go. So we talked about Silo and Severance. Slacker Inc. talked about how they're great shows, but Andor, they have this show on a different level up there with Succession and Better Call Saul, which to me Damn. are grade A. A1, Paul. All right. A1 shows. He, they also said that they appreciate the recommendations for They Clone Tyrone and Love, Death, and Robots. So this is already working. We're having some fun here. Now, our other one is actually a recommendation that we haven't talked about. And I definitely appreciated this one because it stayed on the topic of our first episode. And it was the sci-fi genre. It's one of our favorite people, one of our favorite friends from the podcast, Morel. Hopefully I'm saying that right. I know you gave us a pronunciation on the pod, but... Just want to make sure we get everybody's names right. Now, this recommendation is Netflix's Sense8. I know that's a slam dunk for Kathleen. It's a great recommendation for me to hear because this is one of those shows that even though it got the movie to wrap it up, because it got that early cancellation, I never even gave it a chance. But Kathleen, Luke, Paul, I don't know if you've seen it, but I know at least Kathleen and Luke have all... Oh, no, Paul, I do know you've seen it. Yeah, you talk about it too. So... I've heard all over the place that I need to watch it, and I just haven't given it a shot, but I'm going to have to watch it now. It's our first recommendation podcast, and I'm hearing it from Morel. I'm I'm definitely going to watch it. So she says season one is better than two, but it came together in the movie to round up the story. And then they, you know, and then the show was canceled. But I'll tell you one thing. Greatest sex scene of all time in season one. The orgy scene in sex. and the I've heard about that. Yeah. The orgy scene in season one is fucking iconic, legendary, something to write home about. 100%. The show, so good. Honestly, yeah. Sense8, top tier, should not have gotten canceled. Mm -mm. But okay. a decent Stay enough wrap-up where I was still very happy. 
now let's get started with this actual episode. Kathleen, we're going to hand it off to you first. I already did way too much talking. So Kathleen's first, then Paul, and then I'll hit it. All right. And just to reiterate, we want to be clear that these are standalone seasons. So that means there's no season two coming. So something like Shrinking, Arcane, Bad Sisters, Silo, Severance, all ones that would have been on my list don't count because season two is coming. And we are blessed for that. But my number one pick, <clears throat> the draft pick, which I had to fight the boys for because I own the show. It's perfect for spooky season coming up. You can feel at nights the chills in the air. The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix oh, yeah. from our boy, Mike Flanagan, our Lord and Savior, King of the Poetic Monologue. He currently has four shows on Netflix in the Flaniverse. So it's Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, Midnight Club, and then, of course, Haunting of Hill House, which is one of the greatest seasons of television of all time. Um, we've covered all four on the pod. We're going to cover The Fall of the House of Usher. October 12th just dropped today, the date. But... I think the greatest barrier of entry into the show, and this is something I preach and we've covered on the pod and I've said a million times, it's not for it's not just a horror show and people are scared of scary things. Right. And I'm not going to say, listen, it has some fucking brutal jump scares, but they're done <laughs> beautifully. You know, they do yeah. it well um, and there's hidden ghosts and things that are going to freak you out. But in general, it's a character-driven, heartbreaking story of grief and family and trauma. It's truly gorgeously done. All right, so let me pitch the actual show. It's a tight 10 episodes, no fluff, all rise. It's about a family of five kids and two parents, one hot mama, that's for damn sure, one hot fucking mama, and they move into this house when they were kids, and drama ensues, hauntings ensue but there was a huge trauma that happens but they all kind of brush it over as if it wasn't a a haunting or something and they all kind of try and block it out some kids are more affected than other kids but there's two different timelines one when they're young one when they're adults and you could see how the trauma affects them as they're older events are still happening these hauntings are still happening as they're older but in general, it's a family story and it comes together beautifully. I've never been more fucking satisfied in my life. And when we podcasted about this, Jimmy is a horror guy. Me and him love horror. But Paul and Luke were always hesitant to watch because that's just not something they want to watch horror stuff, whatever. And I begged them with my life to do a Rooks and Vets on the pod. And they fucking adored it. Same with my girlfriend. It's just, it'll make you cry. It'll make you scream. And at the end, you are going to be so satisfied that you watch this absolute, like I said, tight 10 episodes, beautifully done by our boy, Mike Flanagan. Yeah, I'm going to jump in here and I want to reiterate what Kathleen said about it is a scary horror TV show, but it is so much more than that. And when Kathleen says that I'm a horror guy, jokingly, we're called the slasher sibs, especially because we love nostalgic old slashers, Halloween, Scream, majorly. So I'm not actually like a horror guy recently. I'm definitely not a jump scare watch kind of guy. I love the old stuff. And, you know, I like spooky. I love spooky season. But if I hate TV or movies that are their purpose is to just jump scare you. Uh, what am I trying to say here? There's no content. There's it's all fluff. It's just to scare you. This show is the total opposite of that. It has 
one of the best stories you'll see on television. Again, it's a limited series, one season of television. It's a mystery. You're going to be making theories. Your Kathleen said we did a rooks and vets, meaning me and Kathleen were the one, the, the vets who have seen the show. And then we had the rooks, Luke and Paul from the podcast who have never seen it. And it was one of the most fun we've had on a podcast because we're hearing all of their theories and what could be happening. There's just so much to it that you can't just call it a horror. And it, it put Flanagan on the map for Netflix and he's had banger after banger since we did a, a Netflix originals draft. And this was drafted first round. This is one of our favorite shows, not just for Netflix, not just for horror, but of all time. Yeah. Yeah. As a rook, it was a phenomenal experience. I mean, our coverage of it, you can hear how excited we got each review as we went further and further on. So even if you're not the type to watch scary stuff, just give it a try at least. And because uh, it, it is a great story. If you want to go back and listen to our coverage, that was in the era. A lot of times now we're always recording on Zoom, which is still so fun. But Hill House was in our era of recording in person. And we were always drinking wild turkey, American honey whiskey during it. So you can watch us get like just goofier and goofier by the end of the episode. So if you decide to watch it, we do have full coverage. And then if you take on the rest of the Flanniverse, we covered every single we usually cover every two episodes because it's Netflix. It drops all at once. So you'll see you can watch in two episode increments. But my last parting shot on this is that Flanniverse cultivated this like incredible group of actors and actresses who recur on all the shows. And you just scream when you see a new one you love come up in the next ones because they all play different parts, small, big, like one person will be a star in this one, the main character. And then in the next one, they'll just show up for like maybe one scene. It's just phenomenal. It's the best. So thanks for letting me go first and geek out on the haunting of Hill House. Yeah, the yeah. fall of the House of Usher, that trailer. I did exactly what you were saying, Kathleen. I was yeah. like, boom, boom, boom. There's yeah. another one. There's another one. Henry Thomas, he's the dad in The Haunting of Hill House. He was phenomenal. We we had a chance to interview him. He was a great interview. And like Kathleen said, he's a huge part in Hill House. He's a not that huge of a part in Bly Manor. Midnight Mass, he's not that huge of a part. It, it, they bounce around. And Flanagan used them well and is very loyal to his actors and actresses. Paul, what you got? All right, I am coming at you guys with a Hulu original. This was one of the first true Hulu original shows as well. This is like one of the first ones that they ever cooked up over there in that little green business room. Um, <laughs> but it's called Devs, D-E-V-S. And what it is, it's a short little pitch that I'm completely making up this is not from some website so people might view that completely differently but just think about the cutting edge of technology and that term and think about what that really is okay so now imagine that there's a top secret project that is pushing that boundary of the cutting edge of technology and it's a secret to what it is that they're actually working on and trying to do but there are powerful people that know that the project exists and the project's being worked on and they know that it, it could affect the modern world as we know it, but they don't know what it is they're actually working on. So that is devs. So it's like everybody's trying to do whatever to find out what is actually happening. The main character, 
her boyfriend actually finally gets accepted into devs and to work on devs. And then as soon as he goes in for his first day, he goes missing. So the main character, her name is Sonia Mizuno is her actress's name. And I liked her. She's supposed to be kind of awkward. She's supposed to be a programmer, may not the most social person ever. Um, Nick Offerman, he is the head engineer and the founder of devs. He's phenomenal as always. In an interview, he said something along the lines of, like, I always try to see how crazy and how far I can go with the character's hair. Well, it still makes sense <laughs> for the character. And he definitely walks that line in this one. Uh, That's he's just true of him. He definitely does. He's so good. Eight episodes. You know, it's a show that was, like I said, the, one of the first ever Hulu originals. So there was like zero marketing uh, that I saw for it. But it is something like I've never seen before. You know, at the end of the day, it is a slow burn. So it is eight episodes, but you're going to get like landscape shots for like 11 seconds straight. <laughs> and you're going to be like, all right, speed it up a little bit. But that being said, the slow burn adds to the intensity. So let me ask you a question. What year is it set in? Like this year, like current day? Yeah. Yeah. It's like 2018 or something like sci-fi that. sci-fi or just a regular cutting edge technology? I, I, would, I would say sci-fi. It's okay. on the edge of science fiction. Okay, that helps. I like that. We have 82% from the critics and 77% from the audience. So pretty good numbers. And let's do really quick. Haunting I have Hill House. Hill House. Okay. I have it. Yeah, we've been. So for the Haunting of Hill House, it's 93% critics and 91% average audience score. And to Believe back you up not, a little my bit next, here. My next beats that. My next one beats that. So okay. Mine kicked that. Mine kicked the ass of that. <laughs> All right, let's hear. Oh wait, before no, 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 oh, no, no, no. I question. still got more to say. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about it? What made you like it? Um. So yeah, honestly, great question because I watched the first four episodes over the course of like three weeks. I like watched one episode here, and then I was like, ah, whatever. And then like you know, a few days later, I watched the second one. But once the ball starts rolling and they start showing a little bit more, uh, and then there is this scene in episode six where two characters just sit down. And it just kind of gets laid out on the table. And I, my jaw was on the ground. I was like, that is so cool. And um, I know it's episode six, so it's a little bit to get there. But, um, you know, the ending, I thought it was enjoyable. But like I said, it was a slow burn. So I could see how, you know, it might not be certain people's cups of tea because they're kind of like, you know, get on with it. But I thought it built in the tension. And I was, you know, on the edge of my seat in the finale and stuff like that. And it brought tons and tons of emotions out of me okay I mean, little uh, tears from paul uh, i like that and to back you up a little bit paul just to get some inspiration i went on a lot of websites just to see other people's lists and devs was top like three to five for best limited series of all time or at least that you need to watch but i did put all time in my google and a lot of the articles did have all time in there so nice. devs even though it didn't have like hill house Rotten Tomatoes, it is highly regarded. And we've been talking about a good amount, and and I know that you were going to pitch it on our Pitchtown series. I'm excited to give it a shot at one point. It does seem like it's a show that I would definitely be interested in. So great first pick, Omi. I'm so happy you finally got to pitch that. He's been pitching uh, it to us yeah, for right? two years. <laughs> Seriously, I've been talking about it. Yeah, I'm going to pitch. I'm going to pitch it. I've been too scared, but this was perfect opportunity. 
So for anyone listening, we have a who's new. We have a segment called Pitch Town, uh, which is a little different than this, right? So on a Pitch Town, someone, whether it's a friend of the pod or one of us, will bring uh, a show they really love to the pod where other people haven't seen it and they'll watch the pilot and then they'll talk through the pilot, ask any questions they need. And then by the end of the Pitch Town episode, the podcast episode, you have to decide whether you're going to binge immediately you're going to add it to the list or you're going to shark tank it and say, and for that reason, I'm out. And so those are really fun. We have a bunch of those. If you just go binge down pitch town, if you type that in, we have all different kinds of things too. And we're going to start dropping our pitch towns on this feed. What should I watch next? Um, we have one dropping from the prison, the show, the prisoner soon. Uh, but if you, if you were, if you were interested, that's what Paul was meaning when he was saying he was going to pitch pitch town it to us and he never did. So this was finally his pitch. Yeah, for anyone that's finding us on the What Should I Watch Next feed, just know that we are a podcast called Town TV. We've been doing this for three plus years, and we have a lot of shows we've covered, a lot of topics, a lot of series we've done. We're sure there's plenty that we've done that you guys would be interested in. So just uh, check us out at BingetownTV.com, or all you have to do is type Town TV in any of your favorite podcast apps, and it all pops up there. But... I'm ready to go for my first pick. And this pick gives me anxiety, Kathleen. <laughs> it gives me major anxiety, but it's a really, really, really great show. And that this show is called The Night Of. It's an HBO miniseries that came out in 2016. And Kathleen and Paul, you can let me know if I'm totally off base here or not. But for me, I'll just jump ahead and say 94% critics, 93% audience. But it seemed like back then it kind of flew under the radar. There's, yeah. It seemed like there's a lot of people that didn't see it, and I'm glad to bring it up just because of that. You know, Tyler, major friend of the pod, who's been on Severance, he's been on Silo. I watched it with him. Kathleen, she's going to jump in. She's watched it, but I'm pretty sure no other Town member, which is five other members, has seen it, and I don't know many people that have, but it's an eight-episode miniseries. It stars Riz Ahmed, Bill Camp, John Torturo. It's just to like give you a broad stroke of what this is about. <laughs> it's Sunday scaries on steroids. It yeah. is crazy. It is very devastating, very anxiety inducing, but we have Riz Ahmed as the main character, phenomenal acting. He is basically this good boy, polite, honest college scholar does always does the right thing. I guess kind of a nerd. If you want to say it that way, he's always doing the right thing. Something comes up when one of his buddies says, yo, we got to go to this party tonight. Pretty sure he says something like major babes are going to be there. We got to go and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. So he's talked into it. He never does this kind of thing. They can't find a ride. He steals his dad's cab. His dad is a taxi driver. So borrows, steals, however you want to say it, takes his dad's cab. He is using the cab, but he doesn't know how to use it. So the light is still on. So people are trying to get in the cab. People yeah. think he's actually a taxi driver. Basically, what happens is at one point, because the lights on, a female gets in the car. This girl gets in the car. And I'm Sunday scared. scaries ensues. You know, <laughs> he, he's this kid. He's this kid who's a goody two shoes. He's never had like one of those crazy nights. And this girl basically says, throw the party out the window. Let's have our own party. She wants to do some drugs. She wants to party it up with them. They go to the beach and then they go to a house and he's doing drugs. He's drinking. He thinks it's the best night of his life. He wakes up the next day after blacking out and she is dead and yeah. violently killed. 
stabbed, 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 blood all over the place. He does not know what's going on. He walks up there, sees her dead, has literally no idea. It's it's like the worst, it's the worst nightmare you could ever think. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> your worst nightmare. So yeah. this this good kid doesn't know if he killed someone. He doesn't think he did, but he doesn't know. There's no evidence to show whether he did or didn't or if anyone broke in, things like that. He ends up going to jail for this murder. And this is where the real story starts. It's a mystery crime thriller. You have John Torturo as his lawyer. Bill Camp is the cop. And Riz Ahmed, when it comes to this acting, when he's in jail, and I can't really give too much left of any of the plot, but his character development, the changes in how he needs to act as an actor are unbelievable. You don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know if he's going to be found guilty, but it's also a story about what happens to him in jail. Yeah. I'm not going to say any more about the plot, but this is an engaging TV show. Eight episodes, dark, devastating. So very, very well written. It's been seven years since I watched, but the thing that that sticks out to me the most is how I felt where you don't know if he's guilty or innocent, right? You really don't know because right. he blacked out, you blacked out. We don't know. We didn't yeah. say. But like John Turturro is his is his um attorney, right? Like his lawyer. Yeah. And it's just like it feels like such a hopeless case. And he has to go to jail and he's such a good kid and how he immediately is ruined by this jail. Like yeah. what jail does to you, say he was innocent, say he was innocent and and he was framed or something. It's like the way you have to change yourself to survive in jail, I was like, like, you're just not even the same person, even if you're only in there for like six months. You can't be like it's just jail is right. so fucking insane, especially depending on goes, what jail you're in. And that goes back to what I was saying about Riz Ahmed's acting, just mm-hmm. going from one. It's like two different characters he's playing and yeah. it is phenomenal. He does so well. And I really don't think. It got as much praise as it should have. Maybe it did. And we just let some people, it flew under the radar, but it needs to be watched. And uh, I hope you guys watch it and then let us know on the Discord if you liked it or not. Paul, you think you're going to watch it or what? I mean, I've seen it the Hill House. So uh, (laughs) as long as no other pitch tops that tonight, yeah, that's probably top of the list. It was seven years ago, you said? Yeah, 20, 2016. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember ever hearing of it. I, and yeah. this may be ignorant of me to say, but it feels like we are living in the age of miniseries. 2017, 2016 or 2017? 16. It wasn't really the age of miniseries yet. You know, back then a miniseries would drop and yeah, okay. But now it's like, oh, the sick new mini people's attention spans are so short. They're like, I have to gobble every miniseries. Like it's a thing now. It's it's cable television, no more. No more of these right. like 24 episode seasons. It's all about these like our attention stands span is so small. They're like whatever people can actually like handle eight episodes. Yeah. That's it. So anyway, yeah, I think I think that could have something to do with it as well. Like it's a great show, but that's not what we were looking for back in the day. I don't even know why I watched it. You probably told me to, and then I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, back All right. to you. All right, back to me. Okay, so have you ever wondered where these binge town accents come from? Where are <laughs> we from? Well, it's from the greatest place in the world, and if it's not the greatest place in the world, at least. It at least births the greatest people in the world. And that's Delaware County, Pennsylvania, a.k.a. Delco, 
which is exactly where my second choice takes place. And that is HBO's Mayor of Easttown. Now, let me just say some big names. Kate Winslet. Ever heard of her? Evan Peters. Gene Smart. You're kidding. Okay, now let me let me check the, the Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, 95 critics, 94 audience score. Okay, this fucked it up. All right, so they pretty much made Delco a character. And anyone who's from Delco or at least in Pennsylvania, it's a little... It's a little county right south of Philly. So I live in Philly now, but to go to my parents' house, it takes me 25 minutes, right? And we're all from different, all bench challenge from all different parts of Delco. It's little towns. And this is specifically like Upper Darby area takes place in. And they make it like a character in the show. It, people were like making fun of it. SNL did a skit. It was like murder, my murder type, like really making fun of the accent. Um, but Kate Winslet is famously British and crushed the accent. It may have been like a tweak too far. But I will tell a quick story that when I was naming the three big actors, I forgot to mention my dad, who was an yeah, extra right? in the show, but then got cut, which is unfortunate. He played a referee in one of the scenes and then he got cut, but he did spend all day on set and got free lunch. So shout out my dad, James. You're the real one. We love you. Yeah. We were so upset that he got cut. We were watching every single. And the funny part about it is that you can watch every single episode and all the way until the last scene, it could technically have been the scene that he was going to be in. Yeah. So we were just like, come on, come on. But the other thing I will say is bringing up Kate Winslet and her acting, which is phenomenal, but her, the, um, the linguist that she went to, to learn, she said that this Delco accent is the hardest she's ever, the hardest accent she's ever had to master for a TV show or movie in her entire career. Yeah, I, dude, we don't even have an accent. When you speak, I don't hear an accent at all. So wait, Paul, have you seen water. it? I have seen bits and pieces of here uh, of it. Um, and yeah, it is phenomenal. And the Wawa placement products yeah. are just beautiful. <laughs> it's just you get now, that. Well, I will say we don't sound like Kate Winslet's version of I, the accent. I feel like Evan Peters did it. Pre- I think mean, they do it pretty good. Jamie, you may I mean, sound like Kate Winslet. I'm the I think I'm the most of anybody on Benstown. And I will be literally in different parts of the country with people with the most southern accent you could think of, things that I think are crazy. And I'm the one that's that's picked out saying, Where the hell are you from? Your accent is crazy, dude. All right. Yeah. So let me let me pitch the actual show. Okay. So um, for me, I love a procedural. Like I watched all of Criminal Minds. I've seen most of SVU. I love that shit. Right. So Kate Winslet's character is a small town detective in Upper Darby or whatever. And she's investigating a murder. So it's a murder mystery. And there's not much more you have to say. It's a seven episodes. It's so easy. It's HBO. They crushed it. Her life is messy, so, like, there's family drama and an extended family drama, you know, her friends, whatever it is, there's, always, you know, there's always something juicy going on in the precinct itself. So that's all you really need to know. It's satisfying. You know, so, something so nice about a one-season murder mystery show is you're going to get the answer. It's yeah. someone got killed and someone did it and you're going to get the answer. And it's really satisfying. And it was just so funny to be, like, to feel like we were a part of it, even though we weren't, because they actually shot it around here. Um, mm-hmm. So I just I loved it. And it, this is a quick pitch, but 
it'll take you no time to binge it. And it may, I don't know how much hype it got in the world. I think it did. Like, I think while it was airing week to week, it got pretty much pretty hype. But specifically in our corner of the world, it was like the hypest shit of all time. It got on SNL. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Like, I feel like, the entire country was talking about, oh, you guys watching Mayor of Easttown? Yeah. And like by the time the finale was creeping around. And yeah, I was like, I don't know if it's like just our area, but I feel like everywhere I go, people are talking about it. And then yeah, SNL skit came out, Murder Dirter. And <laughs> you just thought it was hysterical because everybody's dressed in like Hunter's camo and like ready to go. It's just, it's, it's perfect. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that's part one. I've did two. The boys have done one each. Um, we're all gonna do. Oh no, yes, we're all gonna do three total. Um, so stick with us. Episode two will probably be dropping tomorrow. We dropped them really close together. Um, so stay tuned and let us know what you think. We are Binge Town TV, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.